Welcome to the PeaceWorks Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Moles. I'm a pastor and biblical counselor who helps churches and families confront the evil of domestic violence and promote healthy, God-honoring relationships. Welcome back to the PeaceWorks Podcast, everyone. On today's episode, I'm going to be joined by a couple friends But before we jump into that conversation, I want to remind you of a couple opportunities that you need to take advantage of. First of all, if you are benefiting from the content you're hearing here on the PeaceWorks podcast, then PeaceWorks University is your best next step. PeaceWorks University is our online membership community, and we would love to have you part of the family. You can learn more about PeaceWorks University at chrismoles.org. And also, at the time of this recording, we are quickly approaching PeaceWorks Live. That's our live event in Charleston, West Virginia. And if you can drive, fly, find a boat, paddle upstream, walk, hitchhike, don't hitchhike, it's not safe, but we would love to have you join us uh, in August, August 18 uh, through the 20th in Charleston, West Virginia for PeaceWorks Live. And that brings me to my guest today. We are joined today by... Uh, Beth Broom and Melissa Affolter, and they are two of our presenters at PeaceWorks Live this year. We're having a brand new track to accompany our perpetrator intervention track, and that is a trauma-informed care track for victims. So ladies, thank you so much for being part of the PeaceWorks podcast. Just to keep things organized, I'll jump to Beth. She's the first one on my screen. Uh, Beth, would you introduce yourself to the audience and tell us a little bit about your ministry? Of course. Thanks, Chris, for having me. My name is Beth Broom. I live in the Dallas, Texas area. I don't live in Dallas. I live in Denton, but most people don't know where that is. It's about 40 minutes north of Dallas. And I am the executive director of Christian Trauma Healing Network, which is a nonprofit organization that helps helpers. So we seek to help those who are in pastoral ministry, counseling ministry, uh, advocacy, nonprofit work who want to help walk with people who have been struggling with the difficulties and the after effects of trauma. And we do that from a a biblical perspective, which is something that is not out there very much yet. So uh, we are seeking to do that. We offer training and content and collaboration with networking meetings and whatnot. So if you're interested in Christian Trauma Healing Network, you can go to cthn.org and learn more about us there. I'm also the care minister at the Village Church Denton in Denton, Texas which means I oversee our recovery ministries, our lay counseling ministries, and marriages and individuals who are struggling with crisis situations. So I get to do that as well. And I have a private counseling practice. So I'm, I'm not bored in my life. Um, <laughs> really, really excited to get to be a part of PeaceWorks this year. I've loved all the interactions with Chris and his ministry. And so getting to be a part of PeaceWorks Live is very exciting. And it's wonderful that we're going to do some some work around victim care, and I'm really excited about that and very excited to work with Melissa as well. We're really pumped to have you, and we love the Christian Trauma Healing Network. Would encourage you guys to go check out all the work that Beth and Eliza are doing and others uh, in equipping the church. You know, when we began the process of expanding PeaceWorks Live, you know, Greg Wilson and I do the perpetrator track, and Greg is a clinician, and my expertise being outside of pastoral ministries groups And so we wanted to mirror that in our trauma-informed care for victims. And so Beth is going to be playing the role of the Greg Wilson character in this story. Uh, (laughs) 
She, I'm not going to shave my head, Chris. Right, I don't care how many times you ask me. <laughs> she's fine with it. She and Greg are friends, longtime friends. So she's she's fine with the comparison, I think. But uh, Melissa, we brought Melissa on the team in large part because of her experience in groups and really excited to see what the Lord is going to bring together. So Melissa, tell us a little bit about your ministry and uh, where God has you in this season of life. Yeah, thank you. It's, it is exciting to be here. It's exciting to be with um, you guys and with Greg and um, just the PeaceWorks team. So I am in Northeast Ohio. Uh, my primary job slash ministry is at Fieldstone Counseling uh, based in the Akron area here in Ohio. Um, I was in Florida for 20 years prior to moving back here about a year and a half ago. So when I moved back, I already had um, quite a bit of my personal counseling experience to bring with me. Um, my main thing that I do that probably would relate to what we're going to talk about is my restoried groups. Um, those are support recovery healing groups uh, for those who've experienced abuse and trauma. Um, been doing those for almost five, six years now. So I kind of brought those with me when I came to Fieldstone and that's been a really sweet kind of marrying the two worlds together. Um, now I have more administrative support to help carry those out. And so they fill up pretty quickly. Um, I love the, the women that are in those groups. It's a really sweet experience to just walk with them. Um, our approach, I guess, maybe the best way to summarize it would just be uh, the same as what Fieldstone's tagline is, is that we're biblically based, Christ-centered, and clinically informed. And so um, I was able to do some training myself, some post-grad training a few years back at Global Trauma Recovery Institute. And that was where I really started to have more of a burden for wanting to grow in my own understanding of trauma. And so uh, before meeting Beth uh, and, and connecting here, uh, I've quoted and enjoyed Beth's material so much over the last few years, use it some with the women in restoried groups. So I'm really looking forward to working together with this team and just meeting all the caregivers that are going to come to the event and just sharing with them in their desire to serve those who've been so deeply wounded. So thanks for having me. Oh, we are super excited. For those of you who uh, have been around PeaceWorks for a long, long time, you know that PeaceWorks Live has been an evolving event that uh, we have focused our attention on two primary areas at PeaceWorks, engaging and educating the church and uh, confronting uh, perpetrators of abuse. And so to be able to add layers upon uh, what we've been doing the last couple of years is super exciting for us. And uh, for us at PeaceWorks, Fieldstone has been such a valuable partner and ally over the years. And when we first encountered uh, victims who had come through Restoried, we knew that there was something special that was happening uh, with the groups. And uh, I'm just thrilled to have the opportunity to have like you say, clinically informed, trauma-informed care that also understands what it's like to work in partnership with others. Because as you know, our perpetrator work in groups is essential. And I think victim care in support-based groups is also essential. So ladies, uh, as we were working on this year's event, we knew that although there's material similar to this out there, there's nothing quite like this as we've kind of tried to smash 
your two worlds together. So I would love for, for one of you or both of you just to take a moment and to offer our audience just a taste of the kinds of things that we're going to be discussing, doing, and reflecting on uh, in our time in August. So what are some of the things that our folks can expect if they make the journey to Charleston? Uh, I, I will say that one of the things that I think we've all discovered as we have encountered, especially in church settings, uh, you know, non-clinical settings, uh, but even in clinical settings, sometimes what we encounter is uh, when we meet with victims, we recognize that there are certain things happening with people who've experienced abuse that are hard to understand. There, there are ways in which they're communicating or things that they particularly feel uh, scared about or angry about or whatever that are, they're unique to having been victimized in particular ways. And so what we wanna do is come alongside and be able to talk about some of the things to look for and pay attention to. And one example just might be that, you know, when a victim tells their story, often it's kind of jumbled. It may not be in chronological order. And maybe you meet with them once and the story is a little bit jumbled, but you're doing the best you can to understand. And then the next time you meet with them, the story might seem different or different aspects come out. And then sometimes in certain settings, it may be sort of easy to assume that perhaps they're not being fully truthful or perhaps they, you know, things like that, which actually, if you understand what's happening in the mind of a, of a survivor of trauma, you can you can get behind it a little better. It, it, it increases compassion to recognize that what's happening in the mind of a survivor of abuse is somewhat unique. It's not the same as as various other kinds of trouble. So what we get to do is to actually bring some of that understanding to those who are helpers so that their their compassion will increase for for those who are victims. That I think is is a high priority. Um, I'm, Melissa, I'm certain you have things to add to that. But that's one thing I just thought of is just this idea of compassion and growing in compassion for actually what's happening for someone who shows up in front of you as a helper. Um, having been victimized, we just we want to be able to to bring some better understanding to that. So, Melissa, uh, building on that, I think one of the things that strikes me as Beth was talking, and this is something if you're considering coming, if you're a pastor or a leader, and you're considering still considering coming to PeaceWorks Live, I think this idea of victims' recollection, speech, ability to, to describe events and incidences as being jumbled is invaluable for us. And being able to talk with experts about, about that is tremendous because we do hear things like, I don't know if I can trust a victim or their stories keep changing. Of course they keep changing. That's hallmark of trauma. So Melissa, I want to invite you in to talk to us a little bit. You know, what are some things we can expect kind of to help us put those pieces back together? Or maybe, maybe that's not even our job what may be part of our role in addressing a jumbled story or jumbled message coming from a victim? Yeah, I think that is a great question because, um, you know, we, we really want to, as people who minister to hurting people for whatever reasons they've been hurt, we oftentimes want to rush to kind of figure out a solution or to provide some sort of remedy. Um, and in our good desires, but still wanting to rush, that's one of the areas where I think in abuse and trauma work, it can become the most frustrating, the most disappointing, the most 
potentially harmful um, to the victim, to the, the person who's seeking to, to find a path through all of the confusion and the chaos. So even like uh, what Beth was sharing, just along with that, I think is we see ourselves, uh, I don't want to speak for you, Beth, but I think, I think we would agree on this, that we see ourselves as just helping other caregivers figure out what does it look like to help the, the survivors use appropriate descriptions? Like how can they better like broaden their vocabulary to describe what they've experienced? Um, maybe it's through storytelling, which obviously is something I'm really passionate about with the restoried groups and just knowing in a group setting, which is a lot of what Beth and I will be doing at this event too, is helping caregivers figure out how can you implement skills and techniques, um, not just in your one-on-one care, but in the, the care team and the support group approach. And so, yeah, I think you're hitting the nail on the head, Chris. We don't necessarily, or I mean, I definitely don't see this as you're going to walk away knowing exactly what to do in every situation to discern is abuse happening or what kind of abuse and, you know, what, how do I make sense of this person's story? But if we can just help increase people's compassion, like Beth said, and increase um, sustainability, because as you guys know, the, the amount of time that it takes for a survivor to really explore what happened to them and figure out how do I make sense of this? Um, people have gotten tired of them and they know that people have walked away and said, this is too much for me. Um, that's probably one of the most common themes I hear from all the women in the restored groups is I think everybody's tired of hearing my confusion or, um, hearing my story. And so we want to help equip caregivers for their own sake too, how to take care of themselves so that they don't run out of compassion. Like where do we kind of fill up our tank again, so to speak. So those are just some initial thoughts. Yeah. And I, I just want to say yes and amen to what Melissa said about that, not necessarily having a formula. Like, honestly, we don't, we don't want to execute some kind of a formula because these are people in front of us, not problems to solve. And so if anything, what we're trying to do is, is give people the heart. What is the heart behind? caring for people who've experienced these difficult things what kind of heart do we need to have so one of our sessions will even be like what are the qualities of a helper that we want to have growing in us the fruit of the spirit so as we're meeting with people we're less likely to to just try to find a fix and more likely to really come alongside as uh linking arms you know bearing one another's burdens fulfilling the law of christ powerful and so one of the things that peace works which is why this is such a hand-in-glove discussion, as, as listeners may know. One of our primary goals at PeaceWorks is helping churches understand the need for a team-based approach, that uh, when you're dealing with aspects of intimate partner violence, domestic abuse, sexual assault, rapacious behavior, uh, this is not a one-and-done type situation, that counseling alone is the fix. Counseling and counselors are part of a larger or broader community-coordinated response, that also will include advocates and will include group leaders and will include intervention specialists and will include pastors and others who are going to be engaged in the work for a couple reasons. And I want to get y'all's take on this as part of our team at PeaceWorks now. Uh, the first reason is to avoid that burnout because these are not cases that we can navigate alone. 
They are, they are strenuous and complex and exhausting. And then secondly, uh, the idea behind that is to cover our blind spots because none of us know everything about everything. I often tell the people that I train, the, the victim or the perpetrator you're dealing with knows more about the situation than you do, and the Holy Spirit knows more than both of you combined. So it's important that we have other eyes on the prize. And then I think uh, third to that is just modeling what it looks like to exist in Christian community, which is why I love having you guys on the team. So I'd like to I'd like to wrap up our time on this episode just talking about the importance of people helpers because that's who we're serving at PeaceWorks Live. And if you're a helper engaged in this work or considering engaging in this work, we want you to be here. So I'd love for you ladies just to share with us a little bit your hope for people helpers uh, who will be coming and joining us in August. What are some of the big rocks that you're hoping to see uh, kind of get budged at this weekend that we'll be together? You want to go first, Melissa? <laughs> sure. Um, I think one that stands out in my mind immediately, um, especially as you, Chris, were mentioning, yeah, burnout and caregivers, um, Obviously, when you come to a conference, any kind of conference, sometimes it can feel like, oh, this is this is going to be a lot of material, a lot of um, absorbing. And when you do uh, work with people who are dealing with abuse and trauma, you're already doing a lot of absorbing in your day to day interactions. And so while we will be presenting a lot of information that hopefully is helpful one of my personal hopes and desires for everybody that comes is that they just feel cared for, that they feel like this is um, a space where they can even um, just be vulnerable to confess their own confusion about what they might be experiencing themselves. Because, you know, anyone who's been doing this for any length of time, we know that we sometimes have those same characteristics as some of the people that we serve and care for. So I love to, to talk through things like lamenting together, um, you know, considering our, our whole person, our, you know, the embodiment of who we are, who God created us to be. Um, those are things that as I walk through those in my restoried group, I oftentimes am like, humbled again each time, even after five or six years of like, okay, I need this. I need these truths. I need these reminders. Um, I need this just basic breathing work and, and things to help calm my body in response to receiving whatever the Lord has for me in those conversations. So that's, there's going to be a lot of other things, obviously, but that's something near and dear to my heart. So that comes to my mind immediately. Uh, gosh, I'm not sure I could say anything better than that. Uh, and and, that, and that's my heart too, exactly. It's, it's exciting that we'll get to do some interactive work. So we'll do some skill building and some teaching around the just concepts of trauma and even some techniques in that you might use as a helper in a group setting and techniques you might use in an individual setting. Those are all really helpful. But one thing that, about conferences that always frustrates me is that there's so much input and there's no practice. There's just no time to do that. So I'm really excited about the interactive component, just being able to do kind of a lab um, on Saturday morning and, and just sit with some of these concepts and let our participants practice 
with each other and with us in an environment that's hopefully very safe and you know uh and and hemmed in but just to be able to have some some time to actually put into work the things that they've been inputting throughout the weekend so i i love that i think that's a a pretty unique thing that i haven't seen very much in in this type of a a retreat or a conference so that's exciting too i think it'll be great for our for our participants and for us i'm really excited to do it it's really fun i know that when uh, when greg and i first began to lay out what would be the men of peace facilitator training which is track one at the event so again uh, we're going to be doing two tracks this year uh, one group space is limited in the size of the groups one group will be with the ladies doing trauma-informed care and it will be highly interactive in sections Men of Peace facilitator training or perpetrator work will be with Greg Wilson and I. And when we were planning, that was one of the secret sauces that we wanted to bring to this event was lab work. And I will tell you ladies, I will tell every listener who's tuning in that the compliments that we received, the, the winning points of the weekend uh, were the labs because for us as, as interventionists and people who've been running intervention groups with men, it's one thing for a potential leader to hear you talk about it. It's one thing to kind of engage with the written material. But I think the first big takeaway was people saying, seeing you and Greg lead together was a huge win. And then forcing us to do it was a huge eye opener as well. And uh, that's something that we want our participants to experience. And listener, you know, honestly, I know some of you are probably already thinking, is there an online version? Or can we can we attend virtually? Unfortunately, no. We are so interactive and so committed, as as we said earlier, to a safe space to learn this work that we sacrifice a lot of opportunity by not having it online. Your only option to attend this event is to be live and in person. And we would love to see you be part of PeaceWorks Live this year uh, in August, August 18th through the 20th. You can learn more at chrismoles.org. Scroll down. You'll see our wonderful pictures on a flyer, and you can click on those, uh, and we cannot wait to see you. Ladies, thank you so much for being part of this episode of the PeaceWorks Podcast. I think it's going to be helpful, and I can't wait to see how many folks sign up because they want to meet you guys face-to-face. Thanks again for being part of the uh, PeaceWorks Podcast. Mm-hmm.